There's too many homelosers, too many trimmers, but I like to watch them for rotten treasures. Hello, welcome to Rotten Treasures. We watched Tremors. I'm Jim O'Donnell, and with me as always is Kai. Hey, how's it going? Hi, Kai. How are you? I'm doing actually really good. Um, I'm really excited to hang out with y'all. Good, good. And with us is our special guest, Philadelphia comic, Siobhan O'Hara. Hi, Hello. Siobhan. Hi. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm so excited to be hanging out with you folks and talking about Tremors. Let's do it. Let's, yeah. let's get right into it. Siobhan, what is your relationship with the Tremors franchise? I like it. Um, <laughs> it was a movie that I watched. The first time I watched it was in college. And a friend of mine showed it to me. They were like, you have to watch this movie. And I was like, do I? And then I did. And I realized I had to watch it. And that kind of became my group of friends. Um, drunk movie. That and Space Jam. So um, if we weren't doing one. We were doing the other. And I'm in love with Reba McIntyre. And Kevin Bacon's hair looks fake. <laughs> <laughs> was college the first time you heard about it? Yeah. Really? Oh, because, mm-hmm. like, for me, this was a, like, middle school movie. Yes, yeah, I would say probably same for me, yeah. Maybe even earlier, to be honest with you. This was, what year? 1990? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was three, so I'm going to say probably middle school. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I missed out on a whole chunk because when I watched it, they were like, oh, this isn't the only film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I, I'm very excited to get into those because I've never seen any of them, but I'm, like, aware of them. Mm. I know they exist. Uh, kids when I was 12 were like, oh, yeah, Tremors. Uh, you know how 12-year-olds talk. <laughs> I, <laughs> I had a weird thing with this movie where I think the first time I actually watched it beginning to end was, like, last year. Because I saw the beginning and the end of this movie, like, 30 times. And then I saw the middle, maybe once, just, like, catching it on TV. But I always either, like, fell asleep or caught it late or caught it too or caught it early. And then I'm like, I got to go to soccer practice. Uh, so it's just one of those movies that was always pieced together for me. Hmm. Which is a shame because it's perfectly paced. Yeah. I mean, every like every movie we've done so far, I think I've complained about how long it is. At least most of them. This one, I was halfway through, and I was like, "Wow, okay, cool, let's keep going." Like, <laughs> I was very also, happy. So all the it. all the action is warranted. They they justify everything along the way. They go, "Oh, it's you know, it can feel us," and "Oh, it's trying to like find us," and "Oh, now it's trying to travel," and they're like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." This giant fucking worm can we curse oh, oh yeah go for that's, it. that's great yeah please do do you want to say like a ton of them just kidding bitch fucking butt we're i guess butt's not a curse worm. <laughs> um, mother humper those mother humping worms yeah, you can swear as much as they did in the movie that's it we've used them all <laughs> it's it's two fucks and then uh you have to replace all the rest right we're rated r already <laughs> <laughs> There was actually a weird, interesting fact about that, where it was very explicit, and then they recorded over them. Mm-hmm. There, there was twenty fucks uh, according to IMDb, and then they were like, "We're gonna have to get rid of eighteen of these." 
And we that's love why this to play on TBS someday. We uh, I, I got some of them. There were scum suckers, slime bags, and also they got lazy a new slime bucket as well because, and I guess uh, the most important thing about them is they're slimy. Uh, but yeah, no. If there's one thing I would think about them is they're not really slimy, but their insides are made of pumpkins. Right. Um, I'm trying to think of some of this. What were some of the, the substitution, like, like swear words? I'm trying to think. Uh, well, Mother Humper was my... It's it's the one where you're like, what the fuck? Uh, there's also like, they say gall darn a lot, mm. which always was weird to me. They do say, why don't you just back off string bean? And I thought that was a really uh, wonderful thing to say to someone. Kevin Bacon really said that with conviction. It was it was wow. There's also can you fly sucker, which is a a very like seventies phrase. Uh, Can you fly, sucker? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it felt very like, like, uh, exploitation movie from the 70s. Like, boom, boom. I don't know where I was going with that. (laughs) I loved it. Thank you. Um, All right. So I got to know who. Okay. So there's like plenty of death in this, right? I just want to go right off into this. Who do you think had the best death? Best death. I so I don't know these characters' names. You could describe them. Fine. Me neither. The the older couple mm-hmm. that's like having a date in the back of their car, mm-hmm. just um on the tailgating and looking at the stars and the moon. And I think that they're reminiscing about like a future home or like place that they're going to build. And then the dude gets sucked into the earth. And the woman's like, I think I'll drive away. But the car gets sucked in here. <laughs> and she couldn't. And I think that that's awesome. I think my favorite part about that particular scene is how fleshed out these characters are, despite the fact they get murdered in the scene they're introduced. Like, right away, yeah. Right? You know who they are. You know what they're about, what they mm-hmm. want. You, you know their wants and maybe their objectives and the obstacles. And then... you watch the movie 35 seconds later and you're like, oh no, they are no longer alive. So yeah. this scene has one of the things from my category of things that piss me off. And it's the fact that I'm just screaming at my my TV today. I was just like, get the fuck out of the car. When it starts sinking, like get out. Right. Um, also, I love that she locked the doors when she got in. <laughs> she was like, yeah, yeah, no, gotta protect myself. They can't come in here. <laughs> As if the, the graboid was gonna be like, <laughs> try to open the door and be like, oh, it's locked. I better go away. I, I would never break a window. No, <laughs> I am a law-abiding worm, ma'am. <laughs> no, I mean, actually, you did say it, and I, for the longest time, thought they were called tremors, but yeah, graboid was a word that I think they only said once. Well, there was that one scene where uh, Walter Chang, who is one of the two people I know the names of in this movie, he, um, him and the, I think the kid were like trying to come up with snappy names for it. And then the one they come up with was, is Graboid, which sucks. Mm. The idiot. Yeah, because the, the scientist, the ugly scientist with the suntan lotion on her nose, um, She's trying to figure out what these are, and they end up naming it. And she's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
I was yeah. going to give it a Latin name, but sure, Graboid. We'll they call have it that. Suckoids, Snakeoid. Uh, yeah. So those were also uh, up for grabs as well. I think I think I think they went with the right one. They were up for Graboids. Oh my god. Uh, I, <laughs> sorry, I don't know why this one. Hang I on, wrote. Hang on. Sorry. I don't want to go past that. Siobhan, I'm going to need you to explain that. Wait. For yeah. Me right what, now. What, what, <laughs> Because they're graboids, and you said that these were up for grabs. Oh. oh. If I have to explain the pun, it either wasn't good or wasn't clever, or I should stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> or all three. In my I, head, I was like, they're up for like an Emmy or something? Like, what, what are you talking about? I I'm mean, dumb. they're up no, for I, an Emmy. Siobhan, we're gonna cut that. We're gonna cut out your explanation, and we'll just cut right to us laughing. Could you, after I say that, could you cut to like twenty minutes of silence, and then we continue the conversation, but without me? I am tempted of just having like five minutes of silence in the middle of a podcast, just to see how engaged our listeners are. But like, clearly, like we walked away. Like it's just kind of <laughs> you can hear us in the background. Like, hey, can you give me a soda? I think they're microwaving food. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no. So an- another death that got me is this guy. I had to look up his name in the movie Nestor. He's the the idiot dude with the green hat that, uh, when running away, decided sitting inside of a tire would save him. Oh, my God. What a frustrating moment for me. Mm-hmm. They, they do one of my favorite things where they go, where he, like, sits in it, and then they all go, no, ne-. it's like... um. <laughs> it's like Mr. Noodle from uh from the Elmo show where they're like, no, Nestor, not in the tire, and then he gets sucked into the ground. Uh, that was well deserved. That's what you get. Um Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's fair. I mean, I don't know what I would do in that scenario. Um probably listen and go up on a roof. <laughs> well, he was up on the roof and he got knocked down because they were trying to like rustle the foundations of buildings. Mm-hmm. But they're like, get to higher ground. And he was like, surely this tire uh, <laughs> that I lay down inside of will provide ample coverage. A tire that has nothing in the middle. <laughs> A hole, even. It, <laughs> some would say two holes, depending on... Uh, whether or not. I saw a thing the other day. This is I'm good. very this is excited. Yeah, no, please do. Uh, I saw a thing the other day where uh, someone was like, how many holes does a certain object have? And it was very interesting to me to see what how many holes people think things have. Like, for instance, people think straws have two holes. And some people think spoons have one hole. But like... Is there a correct answer to any of those? No, there is no correct answer because it just depends on your definition of a hole. Right, because now I'm just thinking mm-hmm. like it's a circle that has depth to it and it does have two different circles with depth to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like and like for uh, the other one was a spoon, which has a hole because technically a hole could be considered a divot. I mean, if I dug a, a hole from my house to your house right now, Jim, and we... Like there, it's we have each have a hole. But if you dug like a hole in the ground, like I don't know, for like a grave or something, um, sure, you'd you'd look at it and be like, that's a hole, but there's no, there's nothing to the other end. You don't d- dig a hole to China. You just are digging a a hole in the ground. Are you are you planning on murdering somebody soon, Joe? 
Uh, I think my favorite death in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it weird that you can never dig half of a hole? It just oh. always is a hole. Oh, wow. You can't have a partial hole. It just always is. As soon as you start the hole, it's a hole. Please don't wrinkle my brain like that. It's a whole hole by itself as soon as you start. Even if it's half, it's still a whole hole. <laughs> and these are the things that I like to talk about with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did say we should go off topic, and I'm really excited that we got here. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just play the theme song to the movie Holes? The Disney movie Holes? <laughs> Oh my oh god, my wait, god. how does that go? Because uh, it's a rap. Digging up holes, digging up holes, digging up holes. Shia LaBeouf does a rap. He does one. Wait, Shia LaBeouf performed that song? He He's performed in a, yeah. part of it. Yeah. No. He's, yeah, I, all the cast members were, I mean, not all of them, but the folks that were the, um, oh, prisoners, I'll say it, the prisoners of anyway, that. Yeah, that's accurate. Whole place. Uh, hey, um, they sang part of the rap, and it was based on improv. The actor um, Zero was just like making up beats in their um, trailer, and everybody like kind of chimed in. And somebody went, "You should record it," and they went, "We will." And they went, "Oh no, Shia LaBeouf is rapping." <laughs> Hopefully, he doesn't become a meme in uh, fifteen years. Oh no, I love. Just a quick thing about holes. Uh, one of my favorite parts of that is when they're digging a hole. <laughs> she, uh, young Sigourney Weaver is digging a hole, and she goes, "Grandpa, I'm tired." And the grandpa goes, "Well, that's too damn bad." I say that phrase all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's too damn bad. I'm really mad that they like there isn't a sketch or that I can just rewatch. Like I want bonus features of. Uh, one of these, what are they, I keep forgetting what they're called. What are the tremors? Holes. Oh, uh, graboids. graboids. I, I'm not going to be able to keep that. Yeah, graboids. I just want a graboid to like come out of one of the holes and holes and just take down either that asshole cowboy or like, is there an asshole kid that nobody likes? I can't remember. Or does everyone great? No, it's just uh, John Voight and Sigourney Weaver are assholes. Okay, cool. Then I'm cool with yeah. John getting just taken down by <laughs> one of these motherfuckers just come shooting out of one of the holes. I mean... Could you consider the grandma the the one that's like carry me up the mountain, Hector Zaroni? I would hate it if that happened to her. She's delightful. <laughs> that movie is set in a desert, and so is this movie. I love how this movie looks. <laughs> <laughs> what do you love about the way it looks, Jim? I love it. So it's a western. It's in Nevada, um, and I I love Nevada. Uh, have either of you been to Nevada? No. Oh, it's beautiful out there. Like. This movie does perfectly get the gist of what Nevada looks like. It looks like it's just outside of like Vegas because there's a weird thing with Vegas where it's surrounded by uh, mountains that you like go over and then you're like, Las Vegas, beautiful, sunny Las Vegas. Um, but this movie really does, it gets like the uh, the vastness of the deserts of Las, uh, Nevada that I love. Mm. I think my only reference point is, uh, and I think we've talked about this movie on the podcast already, is is uh, the Chevy Chase. What is it? Uh, Vegas Vacation. That's literally the only thing I have. I can't think of many other movies that I've seen that were in Nevada. 
Yeah. Guys, let's brainstorm yeah. movies that are set in Nevada. <laughs> okay, cool. We're on it. Was this filmed in Nevada also? I would assume it was. I mean, I, I feel like a billion years ago, I read a thing that it wherever it was filmed, this was a location for like a bunch of other like blockbuster movies, um, which it could be Nevada. I just forget the location. I did see that. A Star Trek movie was here. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. OK. It, it was in Lone Pine, California. Let's find out That's what that it. is. Okay. Yeah, which is like right next to Nevada. Which, which is Nevada's friendly neighbor. Yeah, it's like it's it's like Camden, New Jersey, how that's basically Philadelphia. It's just over a river. And this is just like on the other side yeah. of some mountains. It's on the other side of the bridge, and when you go from Jersey to PA, you have to pay a toll. <laughs> oh my god, I hate that toll. I've accidentally gone across a few times. Becoming a Lyft driver in Philadelphia had a had a couple setbacks. Uh, I I grew up in the Philadelphia area, but over in New Jersey, and you it's so easy to just accidentally go over the bridge mm-hmm. because it's also there's a point where you're like okay, I have a choice. I either pay five dollars, go over the bridge to Philadelphia, and come right back, or I turn right into Camden. And you horrible just like. Get lost down the side streets. Like, yeah. That's the one thing is that it's like a, a whole bunch of like side streets at first. So you're like, do I get lost for 20 minutes or do I just pay the toll? Do, do, uh, uh, and usually you're just like, well, I have easy pass and my parents pay for it. So what do I care? Oh, OK. I see how it is, Jim. I don't have that. Oh, I'm sorry. I grew up. Um. Well, just middle class, nothing special. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I take the bus. I win. <laughs> I'm better at taking the bus. I so, wasn't allowed to take the bus until I was 18. <laughs> is that true? Um, I, I'm I'm sure I was allowed to earlier, but I just never did because I never cared to. Wait, taking really? the bus for Jim at 18 was very dangerous. A lot of very dangerous scenes happen. i mean i was gonna use the the segue for me was gonna be school and then the kid with the pogo stick because you're a little kid i mean i was going a to b on or a to like f on that one but whatever i love this well i would say that it's i would say that's dangerous because she doesn't realize what's happening and she's wearing headphones right and like she puts everybody else in danger because the I don't know any of these characters' names. I just remember no, how they make Just, just say Jurassic Park Girl, and I'm going to look up her name right now, because that's where she's from. Um, but yes, keep going. Jurassic Park Girl gets saved by not Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, like, dives to grab her. Grabbers. Uh, graboids. And they go run to get to higher ground. But, like... Where was she during all of this? Like, wasn't didn't you see that there was an alien in the convenience store? Like, right. don't you get? Where's but her, her her objective is I need to get to a million pogos. No, That's actually, all she, she cares about. She was at six hundred and forty, so getting to a million would be very hard. But she was still killing it. Yeah. Uh, Did it's, you guys use the pogo stick? I know that's a weird, hard left turn. But. No, it's totally fine. I did want to note, it's Ariana Richards, and she plays Mindy, which I didn't catch either. But yeah, Mindy, no one's watching Mindy. Um, oh, uh, that was a good show. No one's watching Mindy? <laughs> the Mindy Project, or whatever it's called? <laughs> no, that's not what I'm talking about. Um, I did, 
own a pogo stick, but I was not very good at it. I it was well, my sister owned one, and then I tried to use it, and then hurt myself a lot on it. My neighbor had one that I used, and I was pretty good at it. And then one time I fell off, and I scraped my shoulder really bad. And I went, I think I'm gonna go out on the bottom here. <laughs> I think I'm tired. <laughs> I think the thing about pogo sticks is that they're just not like satisfying yeah you just are hopping up and down like yeah i could do that anywhere on a bed except my mom won't let me i was i was thinking about this because i was like okay the other alternatives were like skip it right and people did that but i was just like the kid next to the people doing all that stuff on my bop it just making a lot of noise with that and being like nah i'm gonna try to get a high score on this this doesn't involve working out y'all are wild (laughs) Have a good time. Play, do your exercise in when you're when you're eight. I was about them games. I liked games. You know, the tremors. <laughs> <laughs> These are my favorite. Oh, so also good. played games on them. What games uh, did they play, Jim? <laughs> the time they made a trap. I don't know. Uh, All right. I'm going to go to a thing of things that pissed me off a little bit because one of them that I thought was like, I don't want to like not talk about. Did anyone catch the moment where Fred Ward was sitting in the truck with Kevin Bacon with the gun and was aiming it recklessly at him? Yes. With the finger on the trigger. Do they not know gun safety protocol? Like I'm a a gun nut, but I know enough not to point it at a person and not to put your finger on the trigger unless you're intending to shoot. Like that's, (sighs) that's what you read on Google, like NPR tells you that stuff. <laughs> Clearly someone didn't take a class with Bert and like figure out how to actually use uh, weapons properly. Cause yeah, that, that made me feel all types of ang- uh, anxious. Yeah. I mean, even the gun, the gun nut couple. Uh, uh, Reba. And I, I honestly, I, I know she plays the character Heather, but it, her name is Reba is way more interesting. So Reba and Bert, <laughs> who cares what the other guy's name is? It's Reba and Reba's husband. Right. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, but even they're just like, yeah, the, you got to be safe with guns. Here's an empty gun, child. Just in case, just in case the thing eats you. Here's an empty gun. Yeah, this is a this movie is a doomsday preppers wet dream. And mm-hmm. one of my favorite moments with Reba and the guns is that the <laughs> the graboid crashes into their bug out place. They they're grabbing guns off the wall to shoot at it. Reba grabs two way huge guns for each of her tiny Reba arms. She doesn't have time to get like toned and beefed up to fight underground aliens. So she's just shooting at these and she's in complete control of all the backfire that's happening. It was insane. And I loved it because the only person that could do that is Reba McIntosh. (laughs) She saved Bert. Bert was getting pulled in and she didn't even skip a beat. She's just like, bang, bang, little snake coming out of that mouth. You're not going to get my man. Oh, that was my favorite rap song as a kid. (laughs) Bang, bang, little snake man. (laughs) (laughs) That was also sang by Shia LaBeouf. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They had so many fucking guns. So many fucking guns. They had the the elephant gun was like a big one for me. I love when he like smashed the glass and just like, whew. yeah, that's a good one. He took that kickback like a champ too. Yeah. 
Like there's times when there are okay, so there are times when he he shoots it and it's just like no kickback whatsoever. But right. there are times when he does the like wow, and then it like shoots him all the way back, and I'm like, which is it, man? Which which is it? Which gun are you shooting right now? I have to actually share the quote from that scene that um, Bert said because he goes, "You broke into the wrong goddamn rec room, didn't you, you bastard?" That's not a rec room. It's a wrecked room. It's yeah, not a recreational room. <laughs> I didn't know why he called it that either. I would but love yeah. if there was like a, the camera panned back and there was one like foosball table. <laughs> <laughs> he also says something in that scene that really brought me a lot of joy. I actually think they mentioned it twice about talking about should we use the gun for penetration or uh, what's more important. Um, oh, I can't remember what it is. But they talked about penetrating animals with guns more than once there was one part where he's like i can't penetrate the dirt and i was like what <laughs> <laughs> what are we saying here good for I, them <laughs> these worms are a, are a metaphor for fucking the ground they're fucking the earth this is a fun fact that i saw like i was watching the movie and like google stuff was popping up because i was searching for tremors and that they were the original um drawings or designs for the graboids were too phallic. Mm-hmm. They had to de-penis the worms in order to make it... They had to take out all the fuck words and de-penis the worms. <laughs> yeah, no, I saw that too. There was... Uh, particularly because they even looked like there was foreskin. Um, and there was... <laughs> they the were head! Yeah, they were, they were um, faxing images over to... Uh, during that time. And there's notes of people in the... Like, there, it, it says on the internet, it was noted that... Office people were passing it around, giggling. <laughs> Dicks did, like, everywhere. <laughs> design it? Who did it? I don't know. I mean, they designed it after a lot of other animals. Uh, they got someone from like National Geographic to help them with like trying to add a bunch of different elements of animals and put them into one. Uh, and they said that they were uh, trying to stay away from just boring uh, like earthworms, but like they did a good job. They came out with a weird-ass fucking-looking creature, that's for sure. Filled with goo. Oh, God, I love all that goo. That has snakes with additional mouths coming out of its mouth, right? Am I wrong? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it had, right. yeah. Yeah, it, it had a bunch tentacles. of penises in it. Right. Um, there's, there's a lot of feeling on the internet about how the fact that they... There's, oh, my God, yes, both of you were pretending to be worm arms. <laughs> yeah, folks, you're missing it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, and it, it looks really good. Oh, <laughs> Oh, there's a there's a lot of people feeling as though those have their mind of their own a little bit, um, as if those are like a, like those snakes coming out of the its mouth also kind of have independent control, which is wild. So kind of like the worm is a host, and the mouth snakes are like parasites oh that God. like feed into one giant penis. Yes, is that what you're saying? <laughs> So what you're saying is these tiny penises are actually the cum inside of the big penis. Yes. And like they're each their own uh, future baby. Yeah. Of, oh, I hope this comes up in later movies that they think that the tiny penises are the sperm of the big penis. Oh, I've already accidentally found out some spoilers about the future, so I'm not going to talk about any of the penis information. That's all going to be for later episodes. (laughs) I actually am really glad you brought up some fun facts, uh, Siobhan, because I absolutely was just going to, like, I know we normally talk about it at the end, like, as, like, leftover notes, but there are too many fun facts about this movie, so I need to talk about some of them with y'all. Yes. Uh, cool. Fire them off. Rapid awesome. fire. And we'll, and we'll just 
Oh, say things. Yeah, a couple of them are gonna have a quick notes. That's fine. So this is uh, Reba McIntyre's first movie. Awesome, she killed it. Fucking yep. love it. Then uh, they, last... And then they made Reba the t- the hit television show, and she mows along at the end of every episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then yeah, she didn't do any of the other series, which is a shame. Uh, I think it's her and Kevin Bacon haven't been in the series since uh, the first one, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Saturday Night Live uh, is actually part of the reason why they had to change the original name. Uh, Land Shark. Land Sharks, yeah. So because they had a bit or whatever. Jim, did you already say this? And I totally forgot. No, I just know that Land Shark is a classic SNL bit. Yeah. It's very. It's actually really. It holds up very well. Most yeah, SNL bits don't hold up at all after 40 years. It's apparently like a big favorite like Jaws skit that I I want to mm-hmm. check out. I, I haven't been able to check it out, but. Um, one of my favorite jokes from it is, uh, <laughs> the land shark knocks on their door and like, after a while, everyone's like, Oh, the land shark is there. And at one point, <laughs> uh, it knocks on the door and it's like, Hey, telegram. They're like, you're not a land shark. Are you? And they're like, and it's like, no. And they're like, okay, I'll open the door. And then they open the door and get eaten. Oh, geez. It's just that joke over and over. And then <laughs> John, uh, uh, the famous funny guy, John Belushi, just keeps like opening thing, opening up uh, blankets and being like, no, they forgot potato salad. And it's like, that's a weird joke. <laughs> uh, oh, OK. We got to talk about uh, some things about how this affected Kevin Bacon's life. So um, at the time he had a back and forth. Like, so he's since said that this is like one of his like one of the like funner times for movies. But when he did this movie, he was fucking embarrassed. He definitely, yeah. Uh, yeah, he had some feelings about it. Because, I mean, like, yeah, you're doing, like, a random worm movie. I don't know what his career was looking like then. Um, but so, wait, buddy. Eventually, you're going to be able to be invisible. I think that... <laughs> 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 Yeah, that's the movie you're thinking. Um, I think during this time, he was, you know, starting out with acting. He had a couple of the roles and some stuff. But his wife was also pregnant at mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. So he was, like... I need to provide for my family. I have this film in a worm movie. <laughs> and one of the other like facts that I saw about this, it could be false. It could be very true. Oh, yeah. No, we're um, lying. This is mostly a lying podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, I heard through like different internet, whatever, that he had like night terrors from mm-hmm. this movie. Like and it actually caused night tremors. <laughs> it caused like sleepwalking where in which at different points throughout like his wife's pregnancy, he would try to like carry her out of bed to oh save her from something because his nightmare was so strong that it would like, you know, as scary as it is being 18 years old and riding the bus for the first time, like this was also very scary. Yeah. You mean being a pregnant woman and your husband is trying to uh, carry you to safety despite the fact that you're both asleep? Yes. <laughs> so I've actually sleptwalk. Anybody else? Any other sleepwalkers in here? Absolutely. Uh, no, but my sister sleepwalks. Oh, um, uh, please. Who's Siobhan? Please tell yeah. me what is your sleepwalking experience? Um, I've only gotten maybe like a few. F- I've always been in my room, mm-hmm. right? Like I've never gone into the kitchen or went to the bathroom or something like that. But in each one of the ones where I've actually gotten up and out of my bed, I've been like sweeping or mopping hmm. i don't have a broom or a mop <laughs> so but you're... in my dream i'm doing menial tasks and my body's <laughs> like, that sounds right 
It sounds like you're doing sleep object work as an improviser. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very good. You can't see it over the podcast, but right now I'm doing a very impressive broom. I knew that was a a witch's broom you're making. Yes, it's very clear. (laughs) (laughs) The weight of that broom. Oh, you can tell because I'm struggling so much. Is but it yeah, pine? all of my sleep it's pine. Um, <laughs> it's the only broom I use. It's the only broom that a witch can use. Um, but all of my sleepwalking has been very boring in that I'm doing labor. That's a that's honestly, for your sake, that's the perfect amount of sleepwalking if you have to do it. Yeah. Is a boring amount of sleepwalking. <laughs> And then did you always like wake up in your bed? Like, did you always go like, all right, we're clocking out. Work's over. Uh, sometimes I would like wake up on my way back to my bed. So I would like be in the middle of a sleep and awake and I would see my bed and I'd be like, I need to get there. So I don't fall. I'd be like, I need to get to that spot. And I would just get to it and sit down and be like, well, so I'm, time for bed. I'm clocking out. Time for bed. <laughs> So, because uh, I don't have I don't have any experience with sleepwalking. Uh, so your brain does tell like your brain does go, okay, you're sleepwalking. You're waking up here. You should get there. Like it has it still has the logic to it. A little bit. It's kind of like with lucid dream because I lucid dream a lot too. I'm very very cool. Um, but with lucid sleep. dreaming, I'm like I know that this is a dream. I understand that I can control it. I might not be able to at this moment. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm self-aware. It's a self-awareness type of thing. So when I'm waking up from sleepwalking, the few times that I've done it, it, it happened a lot when I was um, younger. I was like, man, I don't want to hit my head. I better go back to bed. I'm I'm a rapper, much like yeah. Shia LaBeouf. So. <laughs> New album yeah, out next it seems week. Like you have your, uh, it seems like you have your internal logic. Uh yourself much like this movie wait has a minute its own logic <laughs> i don't even want to i don't even want to go back to the movie i just wanted to segue uh but uh because i'm actually very interested in this sleepwalking thing um wait, Kai, you said that you sleepwalk yeah um, so yeah. i i don't know i have so so i'm going to be the person with the bad memory on the podcast which we already have established if anybody's listened to the other episodes um jim i think we did talk about my lucid dream already on this podcast where i got to see my grandfather or did you and i just talk about that I, I I honestly don't remember because um, I I, I kind of remember saying the line I've tried lucid dreaming but every time it feels like I'm trying to grab water or something like that. Mm. All right. Well, I've had I've definitely lucid dreamt before, <laughs> but more importantly, sleepwalking. Um, so with uh, my roommate Nate, which who will either be on the released episode of All Dogs Go to Heaven Two if we ever share it, and or also um, Nate May will be on I'm sure at some point for an episode. Uh, I like he had two friends sleeping over. Uh, for the weekend and they woke up to me between them uh in my undies um luckily i you know i had my boxers on at least because i normally sleep naked um but apparently i just in the middle of the night slept walk and then uh decided to cuddle up in the middle of them i i don't know how i got there at all um that's not the one and only time i've gotten up i'm definitely done like the get to the fridge um i started to try to fight milk um which was fun. Um, I think that's actually because yeah, my sister also had a milk dream. I wonder if she just like made that happen in my life. Uh, I don't know. It's weird. Um, 
You need to explain fighting milk a little okay. bit better than that. A little bit more. Okay, <laughs> Give cool. us a tiny bit more. Okay. Sure, fine. Well, hers was, I don't know if she fought milk. She told me that she had to say goodbye to milk. Um, she, like, That's woke up different. and talked and was just like, bye, milk. But I, um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, uh, I actually, and in, in mine actually, like, was, like, hitting the milk and was, like, mad at it. Um, I don't know why. I've I've said things along those lines when I wake up. I've said, they've t- they've taken it um, out loud when I wake up. Uh, wow, you turn into like you turn into like an offended old white woman, like clutching your pearls, like oh, they've taken it. Uh, yeah, no, I get really defensive. Um, I mean, I, I've had admittedly conversations where people tried to or like I've messed with me and they've recorded it where I'm agreeing with whatever the heck they're saying. Um, people definitely take advantage of that. I ride that gray line between awake and asleep often. And when I cal- like can tell that I'm lucid dreaming, I often just do boring things. Like, I was in an Mopping. airport. Yeah, well, that's, no, that's it. I had an airport dream where I did the whole airport experience. Like, the, I did the security check. I, like, you know, tr- the, like, the small talk with the person who worked there. Like, went through the machine. Like, waited. Like, sat there and, like, waited for, like, for my row to be called in order to go onto the plane. The whole fucking thing. What am I doing with this <laughs> this opportunity to dream of anything I want? Not to be the person that cares about a dream and they're like, oh, my thing. Um, so this was a couple days ago. I was having a dream about Gilmore Girls. Tight. And in this dream, I had just this scenario where, like, my point of view was the camera's point of view on Gilmore Girls. And um, Suki and Lorelai were hooking up. Ooh. Like, my brain was making them, like, they were love interests, and that was part of the storyline. And so, out loud to my boyfriend, who just got back into bed to get some water, I said to him, this is some fan fiction. (laughs) (laughs) But I was asleep. And here's the thing. It sounded like I was disgusted by it, but I was making it up. (laughs) <laughs> right, right, right. No, you. It was basically you just said this is some bullshit. Like you were, <laughs> you were not this happy. Fan fiction. I also and, hate um, the things I come up with too. <laughs> when I sleep, like <laughs> I, I, I understand that. Although I, I don't know. Okay, both of you are comedians. Do you ever have dreams where there's a comedian there, and then they say something like super funny? That, like, is within, like, what they say. Like, I'll have dreams where, like, a very funny comedian, I don't know, let's say Ross Weissman, because he was on two podcasts ago. It, he would appear in my dream, and then he would say something, and it, it'd be something where, I'm, where I'd, like, wake up and be like, man, that was the funniest thing I ever heard. And then I'll realize, oh, wait, I came up with that joke, not right. Ross. <laughs> well, wait, do you, think, do you think to yourself, should I try to pitch this to Ross? Like if like like obviously not the actual Ross, but in this in the scenario, no, try- I've never thought that. Mostly because uh, I know I used Ross as an example, but uh, usually the people uh, I think of are a little more, I'll say unattainable. Like <laughs> uh, if I may name drop, uh, Fred Brown would be one uh, who is who used to be a Philadelphia comedian, but he moved. He has since moved away. But he was someone I never spoke to. I just mm. really thought he was funny. 
And he'll like say something in, in my dream, and I'll be like, "Wow, that was the funniest thing that Fred Brown has ever said." Wait, I said it technically. <laughs> just bring him a list of stand-up you've made for him. Just be like, "Hey, just in case you don't have to, whatever, it's fine, it's free. Goodbye." <laughs> Sometimes I dream about you, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great! Well, this is going to be in the podcast. Uh, well, he's going to listen, obviously. Uh, Hi, fun Fred. fact. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fun fact that isn't about Fred. Speaking of uh, men. Um, Instead oh, of segue, <laughs> in, yeah, no, wow. Well, for, I could use that in so many different ways. Jesus Christ, men are ridiculous in this movie. Um, the people that were supposed to, or like originally were thought to play Bert and Heather, like the the Root and Tootin um, couple, was Chuck Norris and Lindy Linda Hamilton. Yeah, I read that. I was like the Terminator woman. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> they were like. All right, we can't get the Terminator woman. Let's get country music sensation Reba McIntyre. Sure. She's never been in a movie. That'll work out great for us. <laughs> she was in that. Uh, she was in a, uh, a a music video that played on MTV sometimes that Siobhan watched once in a while. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> I, can, I don't remember if we were talking about that before or, after, or during the podcast, uh, the <laughs> music video you watched all the time. It was just sometimes it would come on MTV. It was a very good song. It was about a breakup. She did a great job. And I can't remember the name of it or the lyrics. Mm. Fancy. I don't know. That's the only I, Reba I, song I can name. I've run out of Reba songs. I don't know any Reba songs. I only I, I said this before. I, I only know her from uh, The Little Rascals. <laughs> Aside from this movie, that's those are the two Reba moments in my life. I know her from the TV show, Reba. That's it. <laughs> and Tremors, obviously. Even though I didn't know it. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I didn't know it was Reba until Kai was like, yeah, can you believe Reba was in this movie? I was like, Reba McIntyre? Fame? The entire Reba McIntyre. <laughs> <laughs> Another random fun fact about this. Uh, it's just totally random. So really uncomfortable scene when they have to, uh, she has to like take her pants off in order to like not get eaten by one of the monsters. Just for just to, like make it more legit, they never practice the scene to like make it me a little bit more authentic. Which hmm. I would want a little bit of a heads up, like get it like a, a like a quick run through, like a practice run on revealing myself pantsless to the to the crew. You know, like I want to get that one out of the way. But yeah, sure, on a chance that she's going to accidentally take her underwear off too. Oh jeez! In front of Kevin Bacon. <sighs> yeah, hot... I didn't know that. That's that's kind of. Um... Well, if she if she was like, I consent to this, I believe that it would be more authentic. I'm mm -hmm. down for it. Then no, that's that's exactly what happened. Is it was the we that, that they wanted it to be more authentic, so I have like a real reaction for everybody of like, whoa, oh, okay, uh, <laughs> this this happened. Oh my god, uh, uh, underwear, pretty much <laughs> panties. <laughs> I mean, I God, I that did. Do we talk about panties in another episode? It must have been an All Dogs Got a Heaven when we were talking about dogs. <laughs> Dogs wearing panties. Speaking of sort of misogynistic things, I guess. Um, one of my favorite parts is when he's describing his perfect woman and she's blonde, uh, big tits, green eyes. But my favorite was and legs all the way up because I like to imagine the green M&M from the M&M commercials <laughs> where it's just a head and then legs. I want to just uh, talk on that for a moment. So he says, green eyes, 
blonde hair. The the booby comment is world class breasts. Yes. World <laughs> Chef Fingers class <laughs> breasts. How do you get that? I status? don't know what that means. <laughs> um well, given what I know about chicken breasts, that means they're tender. Uh, the juices run clear. I don't know where I'm going with this. I honestly free they're... range. <laughs> oh, so it's, they're not, she's never wearing a bra. The actor who played Rhonda uh, has like I realized this. Both her and Kevin Bacon have the prettiest fucking eyes in the entire universe. I don't know if anyone else caught that, but they both. I was like, I was completely just like, wow. I agree, because he does comment on that he wants big green eyes, and she does have big green eyes. Right. It's covered up by all that nerd. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, I, like most stories, they needed to add a romantic interest for to make this, you know, they do that with a lot of action movies. You just need to have that as, like, a, at least one of the plot lines, right? So, yeah. He had to... The, the, she was there the whole time, right in front of his eyes. The perfect woman. <laughs> all she needed to do was take that zinc off her nose. <laughs> Right. Oh, she's not. She should have had glasses and then took the glasses off. And that would have been the thing. Who knows? <laughs> she takes her hair off and she was blonde with world class breasts the whole time. <laughs> uh, well, they were supposed to have uh, a different ending as well. At the end, Tremors originally ended with Earl driving to Bixby and uh, before having a change of heart and then turned around. Yeah, that, that's like but they tested it out and the audience was like, nah, I hate that. I can see that as, like, a part of the movie, but it definitely would have messed with the flow of it. And like we were saying earlier, the thing that this movie has going for it is its pacing. Right. And so that just, would have broken it up way too weirdly. Right. Instead, Kevin Bacon all of a sudden got really anxious with the girl that he's been, like, kind of, like, being like, ooh, you're not the girl for me. Uh, all of a sudden, he then can't talk to her because he's just, like, super, un like, not cool, swift, sexy Kevin Bacon anymore. Uh, and then they they have a big kiss and it's over. Yeah, he has to take out the photos from the the truck visor thing. It's like she can't see, she can't see the other women. And, hey, why does he have that like uh, like leftover picture mirage? Like what do you call that collage of just like on his visor of all of his exes? Is that what that is? Yes. Yeah. Either exes or like women that he like aspired to be with. Right. Um, he had a little altar in his truck to blonde, world-class booby women. <laughs> now that I think about that, that is weird. Because, like, when I'm watching the movie, I was just like, yeah, of course he'd have that shrine to his ex-girlfriends, as I assumed that it was. I wasn't sure if it was his ex-girlfriends or, or uh, as you guys were saying, the... Uh, Maybe it's like his perfect woman, or maybe it's just his one ex girlfriend. I don't know. I would have preferred if he just had like a like a bunch of people magazine or like whatever, just magazine cutouts and like literally like like in the Truman Show, just like combined and made the woman, <laughs> the woman he wanted. Just there you go, like perfect a Angelina Ballerina or ever or whatever that action girl action team now person was. Uh... Oh, um, uh, oh, I know it. I sound so dumb right now for not something knowing. anaconda angela anaconda that's it oh we got there we all we're there, there. snizzing fondue things. speaking of anacondas <laughs> <laughs> these things kind of look like anacondas <laughs> so there was supposed to be um 
There was, yeah, there was supposed to be a, a couple, like, a, was it, is it like a spinoff of this one, or is it a spinoff of later ones? Because I know if we're going to talk about the spinoff, I don't know when we're supposed to talk about the spinoff. I don't know what we're talking about right now. Isn't there a spinoff of Tremors? Like a, um... A, a spinoff team? or a sequel? Like, is it a different movie franchise? Oh, not that. No, no, no. We're going to have to edit all of this out. This is trash. I mean, the, um, the TV show. You were talking about one in 2003, but that's that's after did they set that up after the second one or the third one. Oh, yeah, that's way after that was like after like, I don't know, the fifth one. OK, cool. So they had a couple bad movies before they were like, you know, what we need is a fucking TV show. That'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> that'll revise this. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll guess we'll find out because I haven't seen three or four. So I don't actually know if they uh, they did go through a couple bad movies or not. But we'll find out. Yeah. What, I mean, what could go wrong with Tremors? Five bloodlines. Or Tremors, A Cold Day in Hell. That actually sounds really good. I would it watch does, that. yeah. I'm well, gonna, I'm excited to watch get the hell out of that. What is it, Jamie Kennedy, I think, is in the newer ones? You you can't replace Jamie, like Kevin Bacon with Jamie Kennedy. What the fuck is that? Yeah, Philadelphia native Kevin Bacon. You cannot replace him. Wait, what? Yeah. In fact, his father designed the original Love Park. Oh, no shit. And yeah. he actually, uh, a fun little fact, uh... Yeah, he's a, a he was a big deal in Philadelphia, his father, and so was Kevin Bacon. But um he uh there was a thing about Love Park where skateboarders used to skateboard there all the time, and it was actually a thing where like people uh skateboarders across America would come to Philadelphia to skateboard on Love Park. And Philadelphia hated it. So they put up like blockers so that they couldn't do anything with it, and then there was a protest by the skateboarders and Kevin Bacon's dad showed up and he was like, I love that these skateboarders are doing this because they're doing a cool thing with what I do. That's awesome. And then they put him on a skateboard and like pushed him like five feet. And then he's dead now, but not because of that. <laughs> we got to so always talk is... about somebody that's dead on this podcast. It happens every fucking episode. <laughs> People die. Yeah. <laughs> Jim 2020. What were People you People die. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, so ha- have you heard The Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon? Mm-hmm. I, I listened to the first episode, yeah. So the, it's it was a, a book or like a, it was something that was written. And it was written by oh. folks that were alumni of my college, Albright College, over in Reading. Oh, cool. They wrote Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. And I think that their family, because Reading and Philadelphia are out maybe an hour and some change away from one another like mm-hmm. they all had somehow connections to kevin bacon so they were writing about the six degrees of kevin bacon from anybody from like the surrounding philadelphia area <laughs> like if you know one other person from philadelphia you can connect yourself at least six degrees to that actor that's awesome um, i know you <laughs> so <laughs> right and i know Kevin Bacon personally. So. <laughs> Perfect. There you go. Well, actually, all set. You know me. Uh, I know uh, Adam's uh, Adam Sandler's sister, uh, and then I'm sure Adam Sandler knows Kevin Bacon, and I bet they hate each other. Yeah, well, I bet they kiss. <laughs> fan fiction. Are you writing some fan fiction about Adam Sandler and Kevin Bacon dating? This is some fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see that movie. I honestly, they already had Adam Sandler date. Uh, uh, what's his name when they did the firefighter movie? Oh, Kevin James, Paul. Thank Blart- you. Yeah. 
<laughs> bringing that up again. No, we're not allowed to talk about that movie. That movie's terrible, by the way. Uh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Yeah, no, it's absolutely. Never watched. It's, it's incredibly homophobic. It's absolutely terrible. It's something not we're not going to. Shitty. Yeah, no Netflix way. keeps telling me to watch it. They're like, you would really like this. I'm like, I don't think you know my algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> what does your, I mean, is your, is your Netflix currently telling you to watch Tremors or no? No, I, so it's telling me to watch Hoobie Halloween again. I <laughs> Wait, did you already watch it? Yeah, of course I did. What did it was I terrible have, I, and I wonderful. Okay. It's yes, that's so much, it. it's so much fun to watch. It's like the, it's the nostalgia of um, the water boy and, um, uh, oh my God, I can't think of it. The golfing one. Yeah, Happy Gilmore. I got Happy you for Gilmore. all these. Whatever one you want to make. Little Nicky, Billy Madison. I grew up on this. <laughs> Billy Madison. It's like all of the nostalgia of those movies put into a Halloween movie. Oh, tight. And at, when you're watching it, you're like, this is just Adam Sandler doing a character. And you're not upset the entire time. You're just so it's, watching it. It's an, it's an SNL skit, but a full movie. Yes. That's a great way to describe it. Cool. Yeah. I I mean, I, I felt the same. I was like, if you like old Adam Sandler movies, you're going to love it. It's just an old Adam Sandler movie, but it's today and also it's Halloween. I don't think there's a single Adam Sandler series, but at some point, I don't know why I feel like I would totally be down to treat some of those as a uh, as a franchise. Uh, I mean, he's got his own thing going on, but I mean, so many of those absolutely yeah. feel like they're in each other's like the same world. Kai, we make up the rules. We can do whatever we want. Adam Sandler could be a franchise. I'm going to get Adam in. I feel like Adam Sandler is a franchise. I mean, yeah. At this point, I mean, he's got his own fucking thing going on, and he's killing it, and he's making lots of dollars. Yeah, Happy Madison movies. We could just do that. But also, we want to watch Airheads, because that one's actually good. Oh, my God. Yes, it is. With Brendan Fraser. Mm -hmm. Who was also eaten by a giant worm. (laughs) (laughs) In the mummy? <laughs> <laughs> no, in real life, he died last week. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna do? Sand he went through a man. tortured life, and then there was that one time when he couldn't clap. Wait, what? Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? You need to look it up. There's a video where uh, they cut to him during like an award show, and he can't clap. Uh, I can't. I can't do any better than to describe it like that. <laughs> Wait, like he just. Okay, is he unable to, or like, like physically, or he's just bad at it? He's uh, okay. I'm gonna demonstrate no, on no, video. No, no, no. I'm uh, watching because, it now, and uh, I'm not gonna cut this out either. But he That's goes, fine. which is very bizarre. Uh, yeah, no, I'm seeing it now, and I'm uncomfortable. How wasted is he? Uh, I'm gonna say 100, percent and not at all. Oh wow. Given everything I know about Brendan Fraser. Which is, he was in The Mummy, he was in Bedazzled, and he was in that episode of Scrubs that's really sad. And he was um, George of the Jungle. <sighs> yeah. I loved that Watch movie. out for that I, tree. Well, <laughs> he was great in that. Um, and also, I don't know if anyone's a fan, but Encino Man? No? With, with Paul uh, yes. Shore? Um, and also, what's his name? The, the Hobbit dude. So, Sean Aston. Yeah, thank you. I'm so glad you're here, Jim. Um, yeah, that's Honestly, let's just we're going to talk about that movie for the next. Just kidding. You could honestly consider Pauly Shore movies because there's only like three of them. We yeah. Consider, I, a goofy movie. Is, <laughs> is he in a goofy movie? 
<laughs> yeah, he's the one of the best friends. He's the one that makes the Leaning Tower of Cheesa. Oh, no way. I was going to say, is that really Pauly Shore or was that them based off Pauly Shore? Because I love that character. They based the character off of Pauly Shore and then so, they got Pauly Shore to do the voice. He's, he's, just the, going, one, he's the one that goes, uh, do you ever wonder what's underneath our gloves? Yeah. <laughs> they like eat a bunch of cheese. Oh, Pauly Shore is great. Wait, what's underneath their gloves? Like the, the their animated like character? If yeah, I remember, like, he, Mickey like, gloves. If oh, I remember, he, like, peeks under, and he's like, ugh. It, no, it, yeah, clearly it's just, like, the underskin, yeah. Ugh. No, I'm all set on that. I don't like that at all. I used to watch Biodome all the time when I was in high school. Yes. That was my Tremors. By the way, Tremors. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I, can I talk about something that annoys me in this film? Yeah, yes. no, that's one of my favorite categories. So, yes, hit me with the stuff that drove you nuts. Um... Their rock, paper, scissor shoot. Mm-hmm. It's just rock, paper, shoot. They don't do scissor. They don't go one, two, three, shoot. They go one. And I'm doing it perfectly over the video. Yeah, so no, you're doing everybody great. at home just know that yeah. this is amazing. All right, everyone, so rock, paper, one, scissor, shoot. Two, shoot. And I'm watching it. I'm like, that's not enough time to figure out what you want to commit to. Mm. And then uh, Kevin Bacon wins. Every single time, except for one time where he gets the gun, um, his his partner gets the gun. Mm-hmm. But no. Reba's like, oh, Kevin Bacon, you don't have a gun. Let me give you this giant one. So Kevin Bacon ends up winning that one anyway. No, no. 100% reversed. Yeah, I was oh, going to say, because he, he, yep. um, he loses the time that uh, uh, him and... I don't remember the guy's name. Uh, they're uh, like, oh, we got to run. Ward. Fred Ward. Yeah, he has to, or, they have to run or. across really fast. Uh, and he loses because he says the line, well, I lost, so I guess I got to do it. And Fred Ward goes, no, I won, which means I get to choose who does it. And then he grabs it and runs anyway. I Oh, yeah, that was a sweet moment. Okay. I love that part. They do have that. Uh, I love their banter. I did, I did note that. Like, it, it's like that kind of odd couple um, vibe. I wouldn't say necessarily odd couple, but it, they... They did good. They did a good match, I think, with the two of them. Well, they're definitely two people that are in each other's lives in, mm-hmm. like, an intimate, like, we know each other super well kind of right. way. Yeah. We sleep out under the stars together. We work jobs together. They've definitely been, like, living in this truck or, like, doing odd jobs, like, together throughout the towns that they are living in or are surrounded by. And so it's kind of... it. It's like it's a bromance. Like it's these yeah. two guys yeah. that genuinely love each other, and even though they get on each other's nerves, you're like, oh, they, you know, there is a very lovely relationship here. Yeah, even the part where they're arguing about who gets to run, it's because they don't want the other one to get hurt. Yeah, right. Not because they're like, oh, I want to be the hero. It, it's like you're old, so you're going to get hurt. And he's like, I'm wiser, so I can run faster. Question mark. <laughs> There's a playful banter they have where he just says, good luck, shithead. And he's and the response is, don't worry about me, jerk off. So, I mean, like they have they have that going for him. Um, well, I'm sorry, but I accidentally watched a censored version of this because I watched the oh, TV version. Right, I forgot uh, about that yet. Jesus. So <laughs> uh, I didn't hear that shithead line. I heard. 
head. That's it. <laughs> I love like honestly this this movie. I remember being like, how did this get away with being a PG-13 movie and not rated R? So the fact that you got to watch the G version and I got to watch the, this should not be PG-13, uh, is great. Well, it got to be PG-13 because they took out 18 fucks. And there you go. And just throw in the word smorgasbord uh, and you're good to go. What? Oh, the word smorgasbord. It was my favorite word that was used in there. I just like the word smorgasbord. Oh, uh, they do say it when they're pointed at the map and he goes, this this valley is a smorgasbord. And I was like, what a weird time to bring up that word. Yeah, no, there's there's plenty of random words that just really caught my eye. And that was one of them for sure. I feel like that word is like something that, um, what is it? The Swedish chef should be sharing on a, should be sharing on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> Are you Hubie Halloween? Shesh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that reference yet. I still <laughs> Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> I don't know. Does he talk like that? Yes. Yeah. Yes, she does. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I'm very excited to watch the movie. But he also has his uh, his bottom lip way up to his nose. Oh, really? Oh, yes. I'm not ready. I'm not, I'm yes, not ready she, for that. He kind of talks like this. Oh, I'm gonna hate it. Is it? Does it get tiring? Um, really. a little. Yeah. <laughs> like a little bit, but you know, you're there for it. It's a Halloween oh, movie. You go into it like I'm about to watch an Adam Sandler movie, and you are, it is exactly an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. No more, no less. Yep, exactly. I think we're going to have to do a side Adam Sandler podcast. I think that's what's going to have to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Where we review every minute of every Adam Sandler movie. I could spend a week on The Wedding Singer. I feel as though that that is legitimately a very good film. I agree. I, yep. I have a lot of heart for that. I love that uh, the cameo with Billy Idol. Um you're gonna get hurt, Billy. Like <laughs> <laughs> and he does. He does one of my favorite things. It's such a dumb joke and it's such an average joke. But when Billy Idol gives him advice and he goes, "You're right, Billy Idol." I love that joke. I love whenever <laughs> they say the full name of the person. Like, gosh darn it, Alan Rickman. You're right again. <laughs> Classic comedy, you guys. Classic comedy. Just left and right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waving. I'm waving. <laughs> you have to narrate for a podcast, guys. Um, Siobhan, was there another thing that particularly pissed you off? Because I feel like we opened up that category and we didn't really get into it. Uh, yes. So, um, as much as I love the movie, the things yeah. that you love, you're like, I can also pull it apart. Um, so the in the beginning, they are. Kevin Bacon and Frank is his name. Fred. Ward. Uh, Fred. Fred. Yeah. Well, Fred. Fred Ward. Fred Ward is the name as the actor. The, as the actor's or, name. Yeah. Then the they're both Val. They're Valentine, which is a very unique name for Kevin Bacon, and uh, an Earl, who is Fred Ward. Oh, mm-hmm. Valentine's someone that falls in love with the girl. Very, very clever. Oh wow. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's a loose so... definition of clever. <laughs> So they're they're building <laughs> fence posts, and I think they're doing it for cattle. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're wrapping this barbed wire around fence posts, and they have to nail it in. And Kevin Bacon walks up so confidently to nail in this nail in the fence post, and he misses his first five fucking tries. And it's not a nail; it's it's a staple. 
It's huge. Mm-hmm. And he can't do it. And I'm like, you're the handyman for the entire region where you live? You are unhelpful. I mean, I'm pretty um, sure Earl gave him some side eye for that. Yeah, I also felt pissed off about it. You're not alone. So a little fun fact of that moment. That was because Kevin Bacon legitimately couldn't hit the thing. He was supposed to come up and just be like, bang, 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 on to the next one. But he was like, pop, 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 and missed a bunch of times. And then Fred Ward was like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, just Why hit the fucking staple. The and Kevin Bacon was like, I'm an actor. What do you expect? <laughs> I, say the, I say words that I pretend to be other people, and I say words that other people give me. Um, one of the things, I mean, we kind of touched on the scene already, but I, it did actually kind of didn't stick right with the rest of the film for me. And then I later found out why. So when the car does sink, we talked about it. Um, you don't see the car go into the ground. You only see that shot of like the lights. Um, like over, it, you can only see the mountain or like a like a whatever, like a, a hill. And then the the headlights just kind of like beaming up into the sky. And that's because they planned to shoot and use this like sandish material that ended up hardening up. Um, when they went to go shoot, so they actually couldn't do the scene. So instead, they're like, fuck, we have to improvise. So then they shot a scene of just lights um, just beaming off into the sky, which I just think it looked so cheesy. Like, I don't know. Yeah. That particular shot, yeah. Well, I also, I didn't know that part about it, but I also kind of chalked it up to what was their budget to begin with? Like, how Mm -hmm. much could they do? So whenever I see a movie where in which I'm like, that looked kind of like, it's like, we can't show the thing. How else can we present it? I'm like, well, they took creative Avenue because they couldn't afford to get the shot that they might've wanted to do. So I, whenever I see that, I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I liked that. It was, the budget was $10 million. So that's, that's (laughs) yeah, the budget is like nothing. Well, I think you and I have different uh, competing sources because I actually have it dropping from the 17 that it was, according to the site that I had. Um, I see the box office was 16, so maybe... Uh... I don't know, but it, it did... After they lost Kevin Bacon, they saved a shitload of money because the next one, they only had to spend $4 million. Um, <laughs> they, well, they lost Reba and they lost Kevin Bacon, so like, all right, sweet. I guess we don't have to pay anybody. We'll just get some... We just get this Burt guy back and <laughs> we don't have to pay him that much. I'll get Fred Ward. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. Do, yeah, he at least did the second one, as mm-hmm. far as I understand. So that's good. They're going to get him back. But yeah, no, uh, you know what? Anything above $10 million for this movie is a little surprising. I mean, Kevin Bacon was a star at that point. He had made Footloose and he was also in Diner yeah. and Friday the 13th at that point. So people knew who he was. Well, I mean, OK, let's talk about the spread. So if it went from four, even if it was just 10, um, six million dollars is a difference between Reba and Kevin Bacon, essentially. Is that what we're learning? I'm sure they don't really, (laughs) the budgets don't really work like, all right, let's see how much money we spend afterwards. They give them a budget of $4 million. They go, you're going to make a second Tremors movie? That's not going to make that much money. Here's $4 million because this one only made 16, which is not a, that's not a lot of money when you've spent $10 million. You have to make at least triple to break even. I'm so glad I'm not making movies. That sounds like a lot of responsibility. Oh, yeah, that's the thing about making movies. <laughs> Is the responsibility of it. <laughs> <laughs> Every night, a producer wakes up and he's like, I have such responsibilities. 
Uh, a thing that I do actually want to go to when um, I know it's one of the things we probably shouldn't always talk about on this podcast, but when the pandemic is over, because this is a pandemic podcast, California, they have a Tremors Museum, which, Siobhan, if you're a huge fucking fan of this movie, you're going to have to go to it at some point. I have to now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's, it, it shows like the one and only prop, you know, uh, graboid that they had. And then a, like a scale, uh, like to a scale model of uh, Chang's market, so you can like hang out in like their that actual environment. Which, I don't know. I, I I don't think I'm that big of a Tremors fan that I would actually need to do that. But I mean, if I happen to be like a block away and someone's like, "Hey, do you want to go do that?" I was like, "Yeah, fuck it. That sounds great." I go to a Tremors museum. I would go if I was kind of along Kai's thought process. If I was like out in California visiting people and they were like, "You want to go to the Tremors museum?" I'd be like, "I'm." Shall somebody go to the Tremors Museum? Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna say no to the Tremors Museum. I've got three hours free. So what are we gonna do with the other two and a half hours? See, I would want burn <laughs> Tremors Museum. <laughs> Take that, guys. <laughs> I would be disappointed if they didn't have like hanging up like Kevin Bacon's like sweet, sweet tight jeans. <laughs> they are very form fitting. Mm-hmm. If somebody who has to like run and jump and run away from worms. This he, guy is like bootylicious. He's, no, he's a sexy fucking cowboy. He is. <laughs> His vertical was impressive. When he had to jump over that one fence, mm-hmm. he had such hang time. It was like a full two seconds where I was like, Jesus, is he just going to go up to space? Did someone turn moon gravity on this Tony Hawk pro skater game? <laughs> well, do you think that was actually Kevin Bacon or do you think that was a stunt double? No, you could see his face. Oh, it, no way. It, he was running toward the camera and then he jumps over this fence and it's amazing and in such tight jeans. <laughs> <sighs> well, he pulls off the jean jacket really well. I mean, he, he, he rounds it out with the cowboy hat and the Marlboro. Like, he's got the whole look. He kills it. That's where, you know, like... He's ugh. salt of the earth. The only thing he doesn't pull off is the accent. And that's just uh, yeah. my feeling. Yeah. I don't like he loses it sometimes. It's just I don't know. I, I I'm did... gonna say something unpopular. I feel like Kevin Bacon in this looks out of place. But if you're the cowboy named Valentine, maybe yeah. you're supposed to be. Yeah. Maybe that's the thing. Well, you're yeah. spot on with the, the hair. It looks absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah, I feel you. He does look a little bit out of place. Yeah, he's like he's like wildly handsome while everyone else is just like, yeah, we're just people who live in the town and they look like it. And I liked that about them. And also Reba's there. Uh, we're just we're just 14 people living in the middle of nowhere. I was actually just going to bring that up. There's 14 <laughs> people in this town. Do we yeah. see all 14 living 38 miles away from the nearest uh, like other town? <laughs> well, let's go. Let's go over who we see. OK, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, hold on. To get him out of the way first, the guy that dies of uh, uh, dehydration up on the uh, the poles. Yes. Uh, I, I almost want to say Earl as well, but I think it's Edgar. I just I, wanted to get that guy out of the way first because I'm going to forget him uh, when we keep doing this. Yep. No, you're good. So we have old man doesn't drink enough water. Right. Um, we have the two male protagonists. We have Valen, Valentine and other... And Fred Ward. Got it. Fred Ward. Uh, Pogo, um, Pogo Stick Girl? Yep, Jurassic Park Girl. Uh, mom of Pogo Stick. Yep, okay, that's fine. Um, does she have a dad? Is dad the guy that got uh, taken down in the tire? I, I don't remember. Who was he? Well, he was we can count Nestor, but we'll, that's we'll not count, We'll count Nestor. Uh, oh, we had six, I'm sorry. Um, 
There's that got, shit kid that everyone hates. Melvin, yeah. Oh, Melvin sucks. Uh, we got Bert, we got Bert and Heather. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, Chang. Yep. And also there's the Fred the Chang. other guy who owns. Does one of them own the market? And one of them's just another guy. He's just some other guy. Uh, there's another gentleman with a mustache. Yeah. Yeah. So is that ten or eleven? That's eleven. So we're at ten. A uh, dude with mustache makes eleven. Yes. Oh, you know what? Are we considering the construction guys, are, or they just happen to be around? No, they I just think probably they happen, happen to, be to be around. Because I was going to ask, do we count the couple that uh, is looking at oh. the stars? Well, we can uh, we can we'll hold off on that, but we can at least count the the, the sheep guy who uh, yes, because yeah, yeah, sheep, yeah, sheep farmer guy who got taken down pretty rough as well. And then I think it's the couple. And then that's fourteen the stars. Yeah, that's fourteen. I think that does it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Look at wow. us. Yeah, and then two construction guys. You who guys are like, know what? There's a murder around, and they're like, they yanking on chain. You know, I might call what we just did there perfection, Hell which yeah. is the name of the city. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like you just. I like you segued from tremors into tremors. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> Speaking of tremors. <laughs> Speaking of tremors, have you guys seen tremors? I don't know if I could survive living there for more than maybe two weeks before losing my mind. There's just nothing. There's, it's, and I'm sure that what's that Bixby is the next mm-hmm. town over. Yeah. They say that that one's like more of a city vibe and maybe it has more stuff, but this place is genuinely like a dead zone. And that's the reason why Reba and um, Bert. Bert are, you know, settled up there because they're doomsday preppers. They're, that's they their have- bug out place. That's why they live there. 1,000 gallons of gas, air filtration, water filtration. They have a bomb uh, uh, shelter in the basement. They have, yeah, did I say five years of food? Five. That's amazing. (laughs) They're ready. Yeah, they should have stayed in the house. I know that they were like, oh, no, we we shouldn't stay in that house because they're just going to eat through the floor. Mm. It's like, yeah, you're right about that. But also, at the same time, you could have lived there for five years. While in the other (laughs) scenario, they're like, oh, I'll, we'll just stay on this rock for three days and then die of the worst uh, death, which is dehydration. You also just killed one of them with two of you with a plethora of guns, which you still have available. Give everybody a gun and let's just kill them all right now. <laughs> yeah. Let's get them over here. We, we know how to do it. Use the guns. They're dead. Also, Fred Ward at one point was like, uh, they're like, oh, we, uh, we have to get back to the rock because I want to live for these three days. It's like, you want to live for... Three days slowly dying of dehydration where you could just die right now in a tremor's mouth. I forget what they're called. Graboid. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do not. I absolutely do not want to die in a tremor's mouth. So, yeah, I would. I would. I'm trying to think. I, do I want to go with dehydration or tremor's mouth? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Is it like the Sarlacc pit where I'm slowly dig- uh, digested over the course of a thousand years? By the way, these guys look like the remastered uh, version of the uh, Sarlacc pit. I think uh, George Lucas is uh, kind of uh, stealing from Tremors. Oh, wait. Uh, okay, cool. Are you saying the thing I think you're saying? Are you talking about the Star Wars worm that I saw that we're going to spoil about right now? I don't know if it's spoiling uh, if it's from 1984. <laughs> okay. I thought, because Siobhan, what did you text us uh, in the group chat about this movie? So I rewatched Tremors for the first time in a couple of years when you said that you were going to be doing this. And I was like, oh, cool. So I watched it. And then immediately afterwards, I watched episode one, season two of The Mandalorian. And I went, wow, this episode is all Tremors. 
And all we needed was Kevin Bacon showing up as a Mandalorian <laughs> real quick. I would have loved that so much more. Um, he's like, I got some experience. Let me help you guys out. <laughs> yeah, I would love if Pedro Pascal took his helmet off and instead of him, it was Kevin Bacon. <laughs> like Just for every, that episode. Yeah, every, every episode, it's a new celebrity. It's <laughs> it's, it's a mass singer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm with that. I think that's absolutely fantastic. We'll call the writers. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello, the writers. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Mandalorian writers. Carl Weather, I assume. <laughs> and um, I love every time he says Mando. Mando. Werner Herzog could have also done it, who is one of my favorite people ever. Who, I'm sorry, what'd you say? Werner Herzog is the, he was in the first season. He's the one that's like buying Baby Yoda. Oh, got you, got you. Baby Yoda is adorable. I was late to the game. I literally just watched Mandalorian the first season uh, for the first time, like, over the last two weeks. Um, so I'm just catching up to the the big hype that everyone's all about. It's good. Yeah. And that's how we feel about the Mandalorian. <laughs> that's how I feel about Werner Herzog. <laughs> oh, um, Jim, do we have any other, like, lost little notes? I, I just want to, like, double check to make sure there isn't anything that we missed. Well, I actually did a funny thing this time around where I didn't write any notes down. So the right. notes I have are uh, Pogo Stick, Nevada, and Reba. So I don't really have uh, too many <laughs> uh, leftover notes myself. Uh, I will try and think of some while you guys tell me about yours. I just want to make sure that we we don't leave this with any uh, rock unturned I'm trying to do a Tremors thing, and I can't figure out how to do it, y'all, because the, the rocks don't get unturned. <sighs> so hard. Um, the, um, I'm trying to do one right now. It's, you got it. You got <laughs> it. I'm trying myself. Um, yeah. We want to make sure we get the, the whole picture. Nice. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> we're close. That wasn't it, but we're close. It's close. This... Um, uh, we're trying to get some opinions that are groundbreaking. I'll give it. That yeah, is. that's good. Yeah. No, that's it. <laughs> and now, groundbreaking thoughts. Groundbreaking thoughts. Ugh, I hate that we're ha now going to have to try and come up with a new one for every movie series we do. That's perfectly fine. Oh, I know a thing that brought me a lot of joy. So I always do a list of things that make me mad, but I never do. An, uh, I always forget to, to really focus on the things that made me happy. Beer in the toilet. Um, when they just have like a little, instead of a cooler, they just have a t old, like, a, I don't know, some toilet, a desert toilet. I don't know. I don't have one. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where to get a desert toilet, but I want one for my beer. You know, you have a regular toilet, right? Yeah. But I mean, I think my roommates would be mad. I started putting like, <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but a, a regular toilet is a desert toilet. You know? There are no more rules right now. You're right. I, why the fuck not? We have three bathrooms. I'm making... I actually thinking about getting a mini fridge, but no, fuck it. I'm just going to have one. this bathroom be for that purpose. I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah. Well, I... No, I didn't have any leftover... Siobhan, did you have any uh, leftover notes? Um, the only other thing that I can think of from the movie uh, that is something that I was like, oh, I took note of while watching is... The, one of the reasons why the Graboids go up to Reba's and Bert's place is because <laughs> is because 
they are using a machine that's shaking bullets. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't know what that was. And I didn't know what that was. And I asked um, my boyfriend, I was like, what is that thing? And apparently it takes the casings from bullets and you can reuse them and put gunpowder inside of them to save on ammunition. So they were like saving bullets. I was like, what is this thing? It was like, it's an actual thing that maybe a doomsday prepper would have. And I was like, oh no, their preparation is their downfall. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, that's it. Then I just watched the rest of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> No, I thought that was pretty amazing. They are absolutely pretty resourceful. I mean, they made... Did they make those pipe bombs out of something? Like, they cut up something off the roof, right, to make pipe bombs? Yeah, like the vents, like the little itty-bitty chimneys, like the PVC piping off of a roof that you would get. They were... Apparently, there was a plethora of them. Sure. And so, <laughs> like, there's so many chimneys in these houses. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's a bunch of pole vaulting rocks, uh, or, like, pole vaulting poles just happen to be next to a rock in case tremors show up or whatever. So, yeah, why not? And I'm not even mad at that part. I love it. I'm like, sure, oh, of course shit. there is. That was my leftover note. Oh, no, we'll get into pole vaulting, but you were saying, Siobhan. Oh, there's just, there just happens to be enough PVC piping on these roofs that they're like, all right, well, we've made enough bombs Right. I think we can do bombs now. And that's it. I would have loved it if that's what uh, that's what he said. It's dead. Like, I, th- <laughs> I think we could do bombs now. We're, we're bombs level? Okay, we're doing bombs. Uh, pole vaulting? <laughs> yeah. My favorite part of the movie is when they... Because whenever I think of this movie, I think about the scene where they pole vault. Because the best, the absolute best shot in the whole movie is when the three of them pole vault at the exact same time. Yeah, and like the, the, the sun in the background, yeah. It's so good. And have you guys ever pole vaulted before? Yes. How, uh, did you do it in like uh, high school? Yep. Yeah, then you you know, it's, it's difficult to do, like. It's hard, like it's, I did it, like I, I wasn't great at it, I'll say that, but it was something where they're like, oh, we have the option to do this, do you wanna try it out? And the highest I ever got was six feet. People are six feet tall. Like, that wasn't an accomplishment. But it was, like, the lowest that you could do to score points for track and field. And doing that was difficult. And everybody that succeeded at it was, like, they did did gymnastics, like, back in the day. Or they Mm -hmm. still do. And they have crazy upper body strength. So when I did see that, I was like, all right, I can see Kevin Bacon doing this, sure. but like, yeah, I don't know. It's everybody was just really good at it, and it's a very difficult thing to do. I mean, yeah. I'm gonna try it. I think. I mean, I don't got much else on my plate right now, so I think I'm gonna have to try <laughs> some pole vaulting right now. It's really tough. I, what, I, what, uh, much like Shavad, I, I tried it one time. I didn't even get six feet. So six feet to me is impressive because. I'm a six foot person. I should be able to jump over myself. I did not. Be, I was not able to do that. <laughs> no, I did. I think that was probably one of the most uh, cinematic scenes. And I actually thought that was actually quite delightful. I, I'm 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 really wondering if there's going to be a movie throughout this entire series that we review that actually is going to top the first one. Uh, and that's often the premise of our podcast. <laughs> they never do, except for when we get to uh, Friday the 13th because the sixth one is the best. So I think it's about wrap up time because it's been about an hour and a half of our time. Oh, I'm going to have a I'm going to have a grand old time editing this one. Eat.
Sorry about that. You should edit that out. No, we're keep, we're keeping the yeet. Um, <laughs> you were gonna say, Jim. Oh, how we should wrap up? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Siobhan, do you have any? Uh, do you have anything you wanted to plug? Uh, for like a month from now. Well, I am on this awesome improv team called Daddy Issues, hey. and mm-hmm. we we have a show um, once a month. Uh, and this November, we are having it the Thursday, no, Friday, the Friday before Thanksgiving, whatever that date is. So that'll be, um, the, pa- that'll be the past for them. Oh, is it? No. <laughs> so, I think it'll be the past, yeah. So oh, this, it's hard to say. So yeah, January, so January. You can go or, with December. December's safe. December in the coming winter months. <laughs> <laughs> We have a show once a month. It is a Friday, and you'll love it. You'll fucking love you know, it. Jim and I don't promote our improv team on this podcast. Like, I think we've maybe, what? like, we've, we've slightly mentioned the words okay. daddy issues. They've come up, and, like, I don't think we've ever given the context of, like, hey, we're on an improv team. By the way, we're on an improv team called Daddy Issues, and Siobhan is on it with us. Oh, yeah. We should probably should have said that. Also... Uh, has we have have we had, oh Mike from we, last week? We mentioned was, that Mike was on uh, on our improv team. I, and right. I think what we uh, I think what we did. Uh, do you have anything to promote? He didn't mention it, so okay. I don't think Mike well, wants people Siobhan, to watch that. Thank you for noting how much you love this team uh, as part of your uh, your, your self promotion. What else you got going on? I I'm going to be doing some stand up stuff throughout um the next couple months with uh the grape room either hosting or doing um a loose eight which is my tight five but i try to riff in between (laughs) (laughs) and um yeah i'll just you know i'll be around you can catch me like walking up and down the wissahickon creek sometimes cool is that where (laughs) i Are you getting paid to do this right now? Like, if I wanted to have you do some stand-up, if I saw you, like, walking around Wissahickon, would that be appropriate to be like, hey, here's $10, can you tell me some jokes? Yeah, just throw the money at me. I, I'll know what to do. Okay. Like, I'll know what to do. <laughs> be funny. I would love the idea that I'm just, I'm there with a friend, and all of a sudden I just throw cash at a random person. And just... I'm just like, oh, hey, cool, thank you so much. I just need a one more suggestion. <laughs> just immediately. <laughs> This is going to be the perfect date. Can we set this up? Because this would be hilarious to do. <laughs> I didn't arrange this at all. This is perfectly fine. Whoever you're with is just like, please stop throwing money at this woman. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. I need a location that can fit on this creek. <laughs> that, I can, that I can fit in Maniunk. <laughs> you're going to do a one-person like wood prov? <laughs> it's me. And sometimes I'm just by myself. So <laughs> it'd be nice to have an audience. Even I'm totally worse. imagining you doing improv by yourself in the woods. Yeah, so I'm a I'm a woodland creature, so come out whenever you want to within the next <laughs> coming winter months oh and find me. I think that's the best way. Uh, that's the best promotion I think we've had on the podcast. So thank you for having that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Oh my god, no. We are incredibly happy to have you on. Uh, I appreciate you and your time and energy. Thank you so much. Great. Hey. Thank you. And everyone, thank you for listening. Yes, uh, we will be back next week for another breakdown of the Tremor series. 
next we will have Ralph and Drakio on. So be sure to, to visit us next week. Mm-hmm. Thank you. God, Godspeed. Be safe. Bye. I love you.